Welcome to All Four Downs, part of CMG Central, your all-everything sports network. I am Joe McGuire. We'll be joined by Ovi Muniz in just a second. Another wild week of college football. Not too much movement at the top. We'll get into that in second down with OV's top 25. Coming up in third down, of course, we'll give you our games of the week. The over-unders are killing us, but this week we got it. In the final whistle today, we'll talk about issues with these athletes, especially some stuff going on at Georgia. I don't like that one bit. Plus, we'll talk about the hype train and all the latest news here in college football. Obi Muniz, man, oh man, Oklahoma, dagger in my heart. I, I, every year, I every feel year. like I, I am a sucker for Oklahoma. But don't feel bad because it's only one loss, and we know that Oklahoma is still getting in with one loss. They just got to win out. But the competition is is getting there. The Big Twelve, I I feel like did a turnaround this year because you got Kansas State, uh, Baylor, you know, Tech. Well, can't use Texas because they also lost. So I'm like I'm scratching. <laughs> I'm scratching my head on Texas because how you play so well against Alabama and then all of a sudden now you fall short. So, but you're right. I mean, there's still plenty of games. I wouldn't worry about Oklahoma just yet. I wouldn't worry. But I am curious on the other side. I'm curious on the Pac-12 to see is it is it worth it that USC is getting all the hype, all the attention as they climb up that ladder into into the into the polls. Yet they haven't played anyone. They still have to play Utah. They still have to play Oregon. Now, if Oregon State would have better management, we wouldn't even be talking about USC. But I'm just curious to see if the college football committee is considering the Pac-12 to be involved in the college football playoffs. They desperately need USC to be that team. And I thought very much they were going to lose to Oregon State. I said that that was going to be a problem for them. Oregon State was going to play them tough. They certainly did. To see to see USC tick up in the ratings after that game is shocking. It is. But, it, it but is. again, just I'm still not sold. Just so everybody's clear here, they desperately are trying to keep the Pac-12 involved. In the college football now, playoffs, now. got to be USC. They've got to win out. It's gonna get tougher, obviously. Here after Oregon State, you're not even playing the good Oregon team yet. My God, I, yes. I don't, I don't see it happening for USC. But this is college football, <laughs> and the yes. powers that be will do everything they got to do try to make that happen. But I'm on a first down, real quick, and. Here's a big update, and the games has been moved because the Hurricane Ian. So, for those of you in Florida and those on the southeast coast, prayers go out to you guys. Please be safe out there. Uh, listen, listen to all the warnings, and please seek seek shelter. Um, but South Carolina versus South Carolina State was moved to Thursday's game. The Florida Gators moved their game against Eastern Washington to Sunday. South Florida versus East Carolina. Yes, I said that right. Moved to a 6 p.m. Uh, start to a 2.30 p.m. start. 
That's on Saturday. UCF versus SMU was changed from Saturday to Sunday. And that is also related to the NFL because most teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had to move their facility to Miami as as of today. Just now, you know, it hit you know, hurricane has hit landfall in the state of Florida. By um, the way, do you know why yeah. the University of Miami calls themselves the Hurricanes? Because they really blow. <laughs> I don't even know why I should I should have thought about you, that. You, I, yeah. I, you got me. I mean, I, I'm like, <laughs> of course. And you know what? That's if you love the U. Anybody who loves the U, you you got to be asking yourself some serious questions. You better you make yourself a U turn. They lost to Middle <laughs> Tennessee. Yikes! Upset to. I, I just don't understand Miami. But you know what though? You know what? They got the right coach. It's going to take some time to build. Middle Tennessee upsets my Americans, forty-five to thirty-one. They benched Tyler Van Dyke, who threw two interceptions. One resulting in a pick six. So Jake Garcia took over, and I believe Jake Garcia will be the starting quarterback. And if so, Van Dyke might hit the transfer portal and go to UConn. You he listen, is from Glastonbury, Connecticut. When you're not talented enough to be at a big time university, UConn. That's their new recruiting trip. That's what they tell people. There you go. Now the quarterback that you need to look at is this guy right here okay adrian martinez who was a former nebraska quarterback he went on a transfer portal went to kansas state and he looked fabulous he went he's the guy responsible for upsetting oklahoma look at these stats man 21 for 34 234 yards his qbr is 89.6 that is fabulous but what's more fabulous is that he did things with his legs 21 kids for 148 yards and he scored he is responsible for a total of five touchdowns yeah adrian martinez spent seven years at nebraska under scott frost and i think this is all the evidence that you need that scott frost despite having a guy with the same skill set he had couldn't mm-hmm. coach them to any sort of success this poor kid struggled so much at nebraska I'm starting to think the problem wasn't him. I think it was Nebraska. <laughs> and by the way, Frank Quest says shots fired. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We got to call it the way we see it, right? Yeah, Frank's staying tight tonight. Yes. So those of you who don't know, Frank is living in Florida. So he said he's safe. He's good to go over there in Miami. Uh, but hey, another one. Tennessee takes down Florida. The Bulls were without starting wide receiver Cedric Tillman because of an ankle injury, but the team was able to get by the Florida Gators thanks to this guy, the good quarterback, Hender Hooker, who has been the most talked about on the media side. More, more than Adrian Martinez. I'm just surprised, but look at his numbers. Same thing, dual threat quarterback. He threw two touchdown passes for 349 yards, but on the ground, he carried about 13 times for 112 yards with one rushing touchdown this guy is fab and he is a former virginia tech quarterback another guy that got out of a really bad program the difference between hooker and martinez is hooker's doing this in the sec Mm -hmm. 
Got to be impressed. I mean, again, you're you're down your top receiver. Hooker's like, I got this. No sweat. What a phenomenal game. Uh, And this guy deserves all the accolades. Unfortunately, Tennessee is getting to the tough part of their schedule. So, Oh, yes. More to follow (laughs) on Tennessee. (laughs) Oregon has changed their season around, man. They were down 34-22 in the fourth quarter. And they scored 22 unanswered points, one of them being a pick six to make it a 44-34 game. Washington State did not give up as they did score a touchdown with one second left, but the Ducks won 44-41. And it's going to be that type of season for Oregon. But I know for a fact they will step up their game against USC. Well, I think that's the one thing we're, I, we we see from this Oregon team is while they certainly get themselves in trouble a lot, uh, they've got a really good offense. They can certainly put some points up. And by last check, that that's actually a problem with USC. So mm. we'll see. All right. Texas losing to Texas Tech 37-34 in overtime. That that does a dagger to to the Longhorns, man. You just all kiss their season goodbye and kiss their Big Twelve chances to get that championship. Um, this is news. why I don't like to celebrate losses. Mm-hmm. Okay, L- losing close games doesn't make you a good football team. It gives you a false sense of confidence, and then you play Tech and you get embarrassed, and your season's over in week. Wait four. a minute. You mean you cannot lose to uh, you lose to Alabama in a close game, and then you move up a big jump to the middle of the rankings just to now disappear? Yeah. Yes, and I Again, think I was gotta, right. I, I was right. They like to they like to reward teams. I get it. That's like that's like you're losing, but here's a trophy. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, not for nothing. Texas in Texas Tech. This is like Greg Abbott and Beto O'Rourke. What's going to happen is Beto's going to lose by six points and people are going to be excited because it was close. Yeah, it was close. I don't understand that mentality. It's like, dude, that's not great. We're not running. Let's check. A W is a W and an L is a loss. <laughs> yes. Respect about losing, man. This guy here, Georgia Tech, fires their athletic director and the head coach. Now, let me tell you this. Sunday, they make this announcement that they're going to meet with them on Monday. Okay, they make this big old spill about we're going to reassess the situation. Listen, fire the guy. Why are you waiting for? Why are you gonna make that public? I'm still confused on how schools like Georgia Tech handle their business. You knew he was gonna fire him. You should have fired him. Why are you waiting till Monday to talk to them? Please, come on, man. Check this out. The buyout for Collins, who is now the former head coach of Georgia Tech, is expected to get paid $11.37 million. Compared that if he was to stay at the end of the season, he would have gotten paid $7.2 million, and that would have been the buyout. Something similar to Nebraska with Scott Frost. I guess going 7-20 and 20, uh, is, is going gonna, is gonna to do that. Yeah, these schools, here's the problem, though, Obi. When when you look at these, uh, you know, again, where with Scott Frost, you could have saved a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They've got so much dough with these programs that $11 million, $7 million, what's the difference? 
uh, one of these boosters will certainly get us that money and we'll, we'll take care of business. And just go back to what you always said before. It's like they don't care. Money is money. And look how they just throw away money like that. They're printing money. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, here's another thing. Uh, you know, it's time to start putting money into good coaches. And there's a lot of them. You, they take a lot of chances on these guys. A six, you know, having a little bit of success at Temple is not success at Georgia Tech. It's just not. And, and right. it's easy to assume everybody's skills are going to translate, but we're seeing more and more that not the case. No. And another coach that got fired was Boise State's offensive coordinator, Tim Plo. He is replaced by the former Boise State head coach and former NFL coach, Dirk Kotar. I hope I'm saying it right. Coder? You are, yeah. Uh, he yeah. Uh, uh, probably best known from his days with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. But you know what's – I scratched my head because I'd be like, man, you used to be the head coach of the same college, yet you're now the offensive coordinator. It's crazy. And it's not like he got fired. He he went to better himself. So – and then well, again, last- he's one of these guys who went to better mm-hmm. himself, like Lincoln Riley – like Brian Kelly, mm. and and they're they're super bright star. You can go anywhere. They got there, and suddenly it started to dim. And now mm. he's back as the offensive coordinator and a program yeah. he used to run. That's kind of sad. <laughs> and lastly, we'll be covering this on fourth down. And it's Georgia Bulldogs defensive back Javon Bullard who was arrested by campus police and charged with multiple misdemeanors to include DUI. Bullard is a sophomore from Milledgeville, Georgia. He is under the age of 21. Yeah, 20 now, there, is a, there is a specific law for those under 21. Um, I guess there's a, a blood alcohol level for under uh-huh. 21, it but it's lower. still against the law to drink under the age of 21. I think what you're forgetting is there's also an unwritten Georgia state law that we don't mess with them bulldogs. <laughs> you know, look these. Look at guys like Jameis Winston. These guys who do stupid stuff. Johnny Manziel. You, if you're an idiot in college, if you've got issues in college, uh, uh, Aaron Hernandez, another good example. It's generally not going to play out well in the NFL. We've seen it time and time again. Shame on Kirby Smart. I don't even know what this kid was doing out. He got arrested at, I think, 5 o'clock in the morning. It was about 4.55 in the morning. Yeah. What were you even celebrating, buddy? Now, I want to say anything about Kirby Smart. Though. I'm curious. Kirby Smart was interviewed, and he said, well, we have somebody else that's going to be starting this weekend. So, again, I'm just going to tell you this much. If you are a starter and you get in trouble, especially in college, somebody else is ready to take your spot. Just saying. Just saying. Okay? So you be foolish enough to get yourself in a situation. You're going to have to get out of it. Now there's too much distraction, and you're going to try to go back and play. It's just not going to happen. So, like I said, Kirby Smart said he already got two defensive backs ready to start this weekend. And is much needed because the competition is getting hotter and hotter as the weeks go on. But I'm going to ask you something, Joe. I'm going to ask you. I want you to tell me the truth. Do you believe the hype? Yes or no? Are you ready? 
Oh, I love this. Here we go. Clemson has established a spot in the college football playoffs. Do you I'll believe tell that you hype? what. DJ Olugalele looks like he's finally, what's he now been the starter for five years? Uh, he seems like he's finally, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he's, you know, look, he, he looked good as a, as a freshman and, and, and it, again, the offense hasn't really been getting the job done. He's looked great so far this year. They look great so far this year. Huge win over wake yeah, was one. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to pull it off after mm -hmm. that game. I watched most of that game. Uh, I'm on board. I'll buy that hype. All right. Now, we've been focusing on Oklahoma too much in the Big 12, but can Kansas and Texas Tech meet in the Big 12 championship? I mean, they can. <laughs> uh, I think that's a worst-case scenario if you're asking anybody in the Big 12, but can it happen the way the schedules shake out? Yes. Yes, it can. Yeah. I'm going to buy that hype because I wouldn't be hyped about that. Kansas 4-0 for the first time in a long time. I, I'm actually like digging the Jayhawks right now. Uh, the Washington Huskies will shock the world and compete in the Pac-12 championship. They're also 4-0. What if I say they'll shock the world and they'll be in the Pac-12 championship game, get blown out so it won't be competitive? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably saying here. no from the previous one about the Big 12 because he believes that Baylor will repeat itself um, and win the Big 12 championship. We're about to find out what in our picks coming up because there is a Big 12 matchup that's happening this Saturday. Also, uh, let me see if you believe the hype. Hender Hooker has placed himself in front runner for the Heisman Trophy. Quarterback no, from not Tennessee. I'll I'll tell you what he's put himself in a good position. He's got great numbers. He doesn't have the name recognition. He's not on the right football team. He's certainly in the right conference to get the attention he needs. But four games in, I'm going to need to see. We'll we'll talk after eight, and we'll see where we're at. Again, they, he's got a tough schedule and. There's well, a they good will chance. have to play Georgia in the schedule. Yeah. He will have to beat Georgia the same way he won this past week. I don't need you to beat Georgia, but you can't be the reason they lose. If Hooker you know, throws 12 for 25 with a couple of picks and he rushes mm -hmm. for 70 yards uh, on 13 carries and gets sacked five times, he's out. If he can but keep him, if he can keep that team moving the football, because that's going to be the thing is Georgia's such a shutdown defense. Do you totally get humbled? And you know, look, this Heisman race, there's a lot of great names in competition here. Having a down week against even maybe the best defense in college football, it's it's unfortunate, but it, it could very well destroy his chances of staying in that race. Look, you got C.J. Stroud that's probably in the lead for the Heisman. Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Dylan Gabriel. You mentioned Dylan Gabriel last week, you know, and he's also the guy that could steal the show. And then there's Stetson Bennett. And now I'm a Georgia fan. I got it. But there's just something about him that I'm not sold. You it, guys it, have never liked Stetson Bennett. It, but, never. Uh, I don't. I, I, yeah. It's not like I don't like him. It's just 
No, I've I'm sure he's it. a sweet guy. I, I've seen it. And I and again, I could go back to the national championship. That dude got lucky. The guys was on his side, man. The defense wanted for them, but there were times that he could have just turned over that ball, man. I'm just saying. Like, I don't trust him. But he's a good quarterback. But I'm OB, trust I gotta correct you on this. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as luck. If you want to cite anything, cite Kirby Smart's deal with Satan. With Satan. Yeah. He okay. has a deal with the devil. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? Here's the deal. Starting October 4th, we will begin the Heisman <laughs> candidate race all the way to the end of the season. Okay. So it will be part of second down. And then our third downs will be the top 25 leading in to the college picks. And talking about college picks, before we get started, here is my top 25. And again, it's going to be debatable and stuff like that. I got it. But I did correct myself because I let I left one team out. And I should have not done that. But I made sure I added it in there on the right spot. And yes, I am not the AP polls. And never will be. Right. 25, I got Florida State, Kansas State, Syracuse, NC State, and Texas Tech. Look, Texas Tech defeated Texas, looking pretty sharp. But my biggest surprise right now is Florida State, the way they're playing the game. They got a tremendous defense, and I got a feeling that they're going to make a lot of noise in the ACC. So is Syracuse, 4-0, they have done that in the last six years. They're looking sharp. I can't wait to see what happens when those two teams collide. 16-20, Arkansas, Kansas, Utah, Washington, and Baylor. Washington, it's surprising that what's going on over there in the Pac-12, and so is Kansas in the Big 12. Both of them 4-0. It's shocking. Can they maintain that momentum? We will see. Arkansas 3-1, their biggest challenge right now is this week when they face Alabama. Can they beat Alabama? Can they keep it close? We'll have to see them, right? Can they stay in the top 25 by not getting <laughs> blown out by Alabama might be the better question. Rough, rough well, week for Arkansas. You got to lose by two points to move up in the rankings. Don't forget. <laughs> Next is 11-15, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Penn State, Oregon, and Texas A&M. Look, the Aggies... They're at 15, but they shouldn't be up there quite yet, you know, because Appalachian State lost. They lost. Ah, yeah. That devalues the schedule so for worse. Texas A&M, right? Ooh. Oregon winning three straight. Penn State 4-0. Oklahoma, they dropped down from the top 10 uh, coming from their loss against Kansas State. And Minnesota's defense is on fire in the Big Ten. They are 4-0. I said last week, the Golden Gophers, that's a really good team. They put up a lot of points. As you said, that defense is really good. Can they continue to score a lot of points because that defense is on point? Can Minnesota make their way to the college football playoffs? Ooh, I like it. Last time they were streaking, they fell short to Ohio State. So let's see what happens. 7 through 10, we got Ole Miss, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, and USC. Oklahoma, Ole Miss and Kentucky, they're going to meet this weekend. Oklahoma State, they got a big challenge. And USC 4-0, they're winning. They did make my top 10. However, their biggest challenge has not come yet. We have to see there. And my top (laughs) 6, Alabama. 
No, I got Alabama number one. D- despite of what Georgia had done, Georgia did not play well against Kent State for some odd reason. They scored 22 points. Who does that against the number one defense of the country? Ohio State looked better than Michigan this weekend. Clemson got by in Tennessee. Well, we already talked about the quarterback. They're looking solid at number six. Big shocker there. And that is my top 25 of the college football. I got to give you kudos. What's that? Well, you know, listen, I think everybody knows that you are. um, You're one of the biggest cheerleaders for Georgia. You know, you don't wear you don't bring the (laughs) pom poms out, but we know how you feel. Uh, and and on your poll, you decided to reward Alabama, who clearly outplayed uh, and and looked better than Georgia this week. They had flipped, obviously, a week ago. You flipped them back. Most of uh, the top twenty fives didn't do that, and and I appreciate that you punished your team for um an Look, unimpressive. If you're going against if if you're going against a uh, a non power five conference and you don't cover the spread. There's a problem like Alabama, Alabama covered this. They double, you know what I mean? So you got to give a little, little angle towards Alabama. But again, it is still close and it can happen. But big games are coming up this weekend. Big games. So are you ready to make your picks? Oh, I'm ready to make my picks. I'll say this, by the way, I played a 17 parlay last week and I was on my way to I'm a way to victory. Oklahoma let me down and cost me about $1,200. Well, man, since you like to play it straight up, we're going to play it straight up for this week, okay? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we'll start off with Kentucky versus Ole Miss. I've been high on Ole Miss, and I will, I will continue to support Ole Miss on this one. Kentucky got an awesome defense. This game could go any way. But this is going to be at Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss at home. I would be tempted. I'm going to go with Ole Miss, and only because it's a home game. I do expect this game to be a close one. All right. Let me go ahead and write that down. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Let's go ahead and move on to Alabama and Arkansas. Yeah, this is going to be a blowout, unfortunately. Uh, Arkansas, again, coming off a loss. Confidence a little rattled. Couldn't get it done late. Yeah, I I feel like that they're setting them up here. And look, they they had a nice ride. Obviously, uh, the pollsters wanted to make sure Arkansas was up in the top fifteen before this matchup, so that when Bama blows them out, it makes things look really good. Of course, um, they got a good resume. Yeah, unfortunately, this is the beginning of the end of Arkansas season. So, I got you. I got Alabama, but hey, it's seventeen point spread on this one. I might. I don't know. I, I have a difference in this one because if Arkansas can maintain that running game, right, and follow Texas footsteps the way they played Alabama, I think they could keep it close. But Alabama will win this game. All right, Oklahoma a State versus Baylor. Ah, I know. <laughs> I know. Oklahoma State versus Baylor. This game is at Baylor. Oklahoma State is coming from a bye week, but Baylor did play last week. So who you got? I know this is going to sound crazy. I think Oklahoma State on the road here is going to pull off the upset and take out Baylor. I'm actually going to disagree with you, man. I think that Baylor is going to go ahead and and, and get the job done. I feel like Oklahoma State had a rhythm, but that little break in between, 
I think it's going to give him a little bit of, ed, you know, off the edge there. Uh, Bader should have a strong finish. Hopefully that defense will maintain itself in the second half. Wake Forest at Florida State. W Wake Forest coming up from a loss against Clemson. Florida State is on fire at 4-0. I'm going to give the slight edge to Florida State. I predict that they'll kick the game-winning field goal at the end of the game to seal the deal. I hate to say this. Wake Forest still might be the best team in the ACC. You know, uh, let's not go crazy about Clemson just yet. I do think Wake Forest gets it done late. It's going to be a close game in Florida. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Big shout out to Hector V. Uh, Hector V and I were in the podcast earlier today here at CMG Central with the all four downs NFL picks. So please catch that. Also, uh, he is going for the Baylor Bears. All right, we got NC State versus Clemson. Now, is Clemson for real? Yes or no? I mean, this game, the last week, it came down to the wire, right? But NC State won last year. So I'm going to take it back real quick. Clemson did beat Wake Forest in overtime. Good for them. A much needed win. I think it's going to carry over. And they got their redemption to defeat NC State in Clemson. I don't know. I smell an upset here. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'd also say I'm concerned about Clemson's defense. Offense isn't clicking on all cylinders necessarily. The defense seems pretty vulnerable, and NC State's like, who me? I don't know. <laughs> the big bad wolf, baby. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I'm seriously gonna go NC State in an upset. All right, Washington versus UCLA. Uh, both teams are 4-0, but I'm sticking with the Washington Huskies. I don't think uh, I don't. Uh, you you asked about Washington and, and making some play here in the Pac-12. And this is kind of the game where it starts. UCLA, uh, I feel like whenever UCLA is 4-0, 5-0, you, you know they're about to lose a game that they kind of should win. So, yeah, let's go Washington here. Let's see if the magic can continue. Michigan at Iowa. Now, this one's had me scratching my head here. This Iowa is known for the best defense in the Big Ten. It looked like they were lost on, on week one, right? The final score was like, I think no touchdowns were made, right? Or was yeah. it 7 to 3? Something I like that. I think it that, was 7 right? to 3, but it was like a field goal and two safeties or some nonsense. <laughs> I don't know what is going on over there, but they seem like to know how to score touchdowns, okay? But here's Michigan. They on track. They look tough. I'm leading one in Michigan to win. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Um, again, where Iowa's defense is fantastic, their offense is pretty atrocious. This could be like a, an 8-4 to four game. Uh, or some score you've never seen in the history of college football. <laughs> it's going to be low. Uh, I I think there's going to be moments late in this game where you think Michigan's going to lose, but I think they're good enough to pull it out. All right. Okay. Oklahoma versus TCU. Oklahoma is coming from a loss against Kansas State. The Kansas State, which was wearing purple, they're going to visit to a team that's wearing purple. Now, <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm superstitious or anything like that, but uh, 
<laughs> I don't think that Oklahoma is going to lose two in a row, so I'm taking Oklahoma defeat TCU. Yeah, I expect Dylan Gabriel and company to come out, put up a lot of points, uh, and 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 what's been a pretty nice start to the season for TCU. All right, Texas Tech versus Kansas State. We've been talking about Kansas State. We've been talking about Adrian Martinez. But I'm going to tell you something. Two years ago, Kansas State was in the same position. They upset at Oklahoma, and they're following the next game. A home game was Texas Tech, and they did win. So they're going to do it again. Kansas State takes, the, takes this game. Texas Tech is riding high right now, winning games that people don't expect them to win. It's not happening the way Blake Martinez is playing. I'll also go with Kansas to win this one. I think it'll be a good I game. Gotta though, high you, I got to correct you, I really have to correct you. It's Adrian Martinez, not Blake Martinez. Did I just call him Blake Martinez? Yeah, you know, he's no longer playing for the New York Giants, but uh, I got I love you. Blake Martinez. I like Adrian <laughs> Martinez, but Blake Martinez is like Joe Biden. He's on my mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oregon State at Utah. Now nah, this is fabulous, but as as much as I like the Beavers, look, I'm just gonna go for the home team on this one. The Utah Utes gets the job done. I'm gonna go with Oregon State again. You don't know this, but uh, back in the day, I had uh, NCAA football, and I turned the Oregon State Beavers into a powerhouse for like 20 seasons. And in my mind, I always feel like this team is right on the cusp. Look, coming off a, a pretty great game last week, I think the Beavers are riding high. I think Utah's not as good as they've been. I think they might even be a little overhyped here. I'm taking the Beavs. Okay, I like it. I like our differences here. It's been a very unpredictable say, season, too, by the way. It has. Like, this game right here is very unpredictable. Iowa State visiting Kansas. I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the train. Take me there. Kansas Jayhawks makes it 5-0. Everybody is feeling Kansas right now. They're, they're playing out of this world. But... They're, 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 they're about to get a reality check here. This is this this might be where you you see how good Kansas is, or and I think it's going to be this that Kansas isn't that great. Look, I, 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 let, let's put it this way: we were doubting Kansas for so long because Les Miles was the head coach. Mm-hmm. With all that scandal that's happened, he got fired. They finally got the coach, and it took them time to get where they're at. And this is the result. You, they got the right coach, and you have to thank the athletic director for doing the right thing. I got a feeling that Kansas could get this done and, and, and put Kansas on the map and not say that this is a basketball team. This is a football team. Not like that would be different. that would be the goal here, but I just mm-hmm. don't see it getting realized, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, we got we got a lot of similar colors here. We got Texas A and M visiting Mississippi State. I like Mississippi State in this game. Oh man, you stole my thunder. Oh come on, really? Yeah, I just I can't just get something about A&M. the Aggies that I don't see that power anymore. 
I'm yeah, taking something, Mississippi State. Something's lacking. There's something just something's off about this team. That's why, yeah, Mississippi State. That that's where again at home. You know what's off? Jumbo Fisher might be leaving A and M. If they don't start winning, <laughs> being that they did recruit very well, he might see himself somewhere else. He might get a buyout. Who knows? Yeah, and, and I'm sure they'll give it to him sooner than later and give him <laughs> even more money. <laughs> All right, a couple of more. Here we go. Cal versus Washington State. I'm taking Washington State in this game. Yeah, I think this is this is the most obvious game on here. I'll take Washington State as well. All right, and lastly, we have LSU versus Auburn. One of the great rivalries between these two. They have a lot of history. I don't. Yeah, yes, I do. LSU is going to take care of business at Auburn, even though Auburn really does well at home against LSU. But again, another situation where we're questioning the head coach, we're questioning the personnel and how they execute. Brian Kelly got to say thank you for their schedule right now before they face Alabama. He needs to win this game. LSU wins. I don't know. This is a tough game. You mentioned it. They don't historically do well at Auburn. And I, I, I this team, I, I don't think they've quite turned the corner yet. I'm going to have to take Auburn in a close one here. In, in uh, probably kind of an in, inept performance by LSU as well. We'll be scratching our heads after the game. I'll be scratching my head a lot and be like, which coach will exit and get b- bought out? I mean, because it just seems like every week someone's getting fired. Uh, this has got to be a record, a record year for coaches leaving, and the season's not even over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's only going to get worse from here. Especially, you know, you're talking about all these teams getting all the hype right now. And again, a lot of those teams have Alabama or Georgia on their schedule. And boy, a game against either one of those teams, a make or break. I mean, if you get blown out, you're done. If you play them close, you move up in the ratings. If God forbid you should upset one of these teams, you should automatically just be number one. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> I remember you saying something like that like three years ago, and I'm like, stop it, Joe. Stop it. What are you talking about? Well, you know what? Three years later, now you're making sense. You yeah, absolutely. That, that gap is enormous after number two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I agree with you. I mean, it's like that in my polls. And, and again, I mean – I, I got a feeling that either Georgia or Alabama, a one loss, will still make them still top five. Yeah. So, but this show is brought to you by CMG Central, part of the Clovercrest Media. So please visit clovercrestmedia.com if you want to start your own podcast. Joe Aguirre is the CEO, and he will do wonders for you. And our website is coming up, cmgcentral.com. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm Ovi Muniz, and this is Joe Aguirre. We're going now to fourth down, and sometimes you have to understand what are consequences. Take it away, Joe. Joe? Try that again. Yeah, we're going to try that again. (laughs) Thanks, Sylvie. Well,
for the first time in quite some time, Herschel Walker is not the biggest embarrassment in Georgia. Defensive back Jalon Bullard, as we mentioned at the top of the show, was arrested by campus police and charged with multiple misdemeanors on Sunday morning, including driving under the influence. Not sure what he was doing out that late, and I'm not sure what there was to celebrate after not a really great game against Kent State. Oh, we mentioned this at the top, but Bullard was driving, was charged with a DUI, being under the age of 21, and and the limit is lower, 0.2 grams, which could be maybe just a beer. But he was also charged with improper turning, failure to maintain lane, improper driving on the road, uh, on the road, uh, purchasing and possession of alcoholic beverages as a person under 21, failure to use headlights, failure to carry or produce a driver's license, and to make matters worse, he was on his goddamn cell phone. <laughs> Man, he didn't put up those kind of numbers in the game. Bullard's a 20-year-old sophomore. He started all four of Georgia's games this season, seven tackles and a pass breakup. You know, we, we've seen over the last few years, going back to guys like Jameis Winston and Henry Ruggs, and more famously, Aaron Hernandez. These guys who are able to get away with well, not quite murder, not until you get into the NFL. It's no surprise that when these guys get into the NFL, again, we 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 know who these guys are. We know what they did. The Johnny Manzels of the world, guys like DeAndre Baker and Eli Apple. No one's surprised by these arrests when these guys get busted. And for far too long at these major programs to slap on the wrist. Now, mind you, it's not all bad news for Georgia. They get back a couple of receivers. Uh, their their star defensive lineman, Jalen Carter, will be able to play. He's missed a couple of games with a nagging ankle injury. Now, Kirby Smart wouldn't say whether or not Bullard would miss any time. Oh, he mentioned he said he's got a couple of DBs ready to go. He also said he would take care of any discipline in-house which sounds like he's already decided what it is. Smart also said he was disappointed in Bullard for making, quote, poor decisions. Again, the any discipline to be handled internally and not shared with the public. I'm going to take that to mean that Bullard will play this week and the lesson won't be learned. But go Bulldogs. That's it for all four downs. I'm Joe Aguirre for Obi-Wan East. We appreciate you watching. We'll catch you next Wednesday night for all four downs.